of many, Christmas is a time of anticipation. In the Old Testament, it was in a time of anticipation, longing for the Messiah to come. And it wasn't something that happened once a year. It was a longing that took place a long time. If you've been around here for the last month, we've been talking about this. And I've tried to get the kids to imagine. Imagine feeling like Christmas would eventually come, but may not come this year. That's what the Old Testament was looking forward to. The Messiah, Jesus, God himself was going to come. And in an encouragement... They look back, and we look in Isaiah 9, 6, one of the most famous verses that talks about the coming of Christ. It says the following, For a child will be born for us, a son will be given to us, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be named Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, and the Prince of Peace. Now, if you heard that story, if you heard that verse, and memorized that verse, and, and anticipated the coming of Christ, at first glance, this would be a dramatic statement, something that would really resonate with you. Well, yes, God, come. Like Christmas morning, I can't wait to unwrap the presents. I can't wait to have the joy. But there's a context the way this sermon, this message was shared that I need to share with you today. You see, in the, the middle of this dramatic verse, there was also a revolution going on. And Israel's neighbors from the north, no, not the Canadians, the Assyrians, were threatening to come in and take them over. In fact, part of their country had even started to fall. And so they're looking at what is tomorrow going to bring? And maybe that's where you are today. Maybe you're sitting there going, well, tomorrow's Christmas, but the day after that, I don't know if I'm going to have a job. The day after that, I don't, I don't know where this cancer diagnosis is going to go. The, I don't know where tomorrow may lead. And maybe you're even sitting here going, well, this Christmas feels heavy because it's the first one without a certain person at the table. Life has its struggles and has its moments, but yet, Jesus. In Isaiah 9-1, we hear this. It says, Nevertheless, the gloom of the distressed land will not be like that of the former times when he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Nephitali. But in the future, he will bring honor by the way of the sea to the land of the east of the Jordan and to Galilee of the nations. You see, he was saying the difficult times are coming. And they will come. There will be arguments around your Christmas table. But beyond that, that we joke about, there are going to be difficult days. Merry Christmas, right? But yet God has come, and that present of His presence changes everything. And so we long for the peace that Christ can come. Have you ever wondered, God, could you come back again right now? God, would you just come in anticipation and take away the dread and the uncertainty? He promises He will. Just like he promised in the Old Testament that he would come in God form to earth. So he picks up the story in Isaiah 9, 2 through 5, and listen to the way these words are phrased. The people walking in darkness, they have seen a great light. That's like the Christmas tree lights that we see illuminating our houses, the tree that's illuminated by the light, the hope in the middle of the darkness. You have enlarged the nation and increased its joy, even though the people were coming in. The people have rejoiced before you as they rejoiced at harvest time and as they rejoice when dividing spoils, for you have shattered their oppressive yoke and the rod on their shoulders 
the staff of their oppressor, just as you did in the day of Midian, for every trampling boot of battle and the bloody garments of war will be burned as fuel for the fire. You see, what he was saying here is, difficult days will come, but God will be victorious. And so he uses a tense here. It's called the prophetic voice. Most of the commentaries believe this is the prophetic voice. And what he's saying is, this hasn't happened yet, but it's happened because God's God. And isn't it nice to know that we are comforted by the fact that God is on his throne and, and has dominion and has control and there's nothing that will surprise him. There's nothing that can take away from the joy we have. And so as we look to the Savior of the world, the Messiah has come and his presence is our greatest present. That what we get to unwrap on Christmas morning is not just toys that, that will be cast aside, but gets to stay with us from now and forevermore. We get to experience the joy of the Savior if you have a relationship with Him. This is not fictitious. This is real. Emmanuel, God, is with us. So how do we navigate the uncertainties and how do these Israelites handle the uncertainty and well they looked to God they looked to his promises so what does Jesus offer us well that's going back to the verse 9 6 again for a child will be born for us and a son will be given to us and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be named wonderful counselor mighty God eternal father and the prince of peace just a few quick things we can glean from this First, the government does not have authority over him. Isn't that comforting to know? Do you realize that there are over 2 billion people on this planet who currently claim to walk with Christ? 2 billion with a B. Now, in some of those countries, you have seen the Christian voice attempt to be silenced. Not like it is in the United States. I'm talking actually, they're sneaking into services at houses in the middle of the night at risk of death to celebrate Christmas. That's what I'm talking about. But yet they understand that in the darkest corners of the world, the gospel is shining brightly. And do you realize in some of the countries that we won't even mention their names of right now, the gospel is flourishing. Jesus is changing lives and is offering hope in the midst of great persecution, trials, and even death. Why? Because he is still on his throne and no government can, to, can silence the voice of God. And sometimes in the darkest of night, the light shines the brightest. No government can have authority over him. And as we look towards him, it promises us that the wonderful counselor will guide us. He is our wisdom, our direction, our hope. That when we open that presence, it's symbolic of his presence. And as we learn to live and walk in his presence and carry him with us, he will guide us and guard us as we learn to listen and be guided by his direction. That light illuminates within our hearts and our souls and can be taken with us. He is the almighty God and there is no one above him. And as the eternal father, his rule will never end. You see, this is the story of Christmas, that a little babe would come, would grow up and to live 
a perfect life and would ultimately sacrifice his life on the cross, which is the Easter story. He would be buried in a tomb and raised again three days later and is still alive today. So Emmanuel, God is with us. He is the wonderful counselor, the almighty God, the eternal father and the prince of peace. He is still on his throne. So as we look to Christmas this morning, maybe as we unwrap the presents, we can trust that he is, as we've talked about this last month, the ultimate prophet, the ultimate priest, and the ultimate king. You see, a baby was born, and the prophecies are true, which means one day he will be coming back, and even if he doesn't come back in this lifetime, he has an eternity waiting for us. A baby was born, which means God is now with us. His presence as the ultimate priest allows us to walk and have communion and relationship with him. We get to experience God himself today to guide us, to guard us, to give us peace. And finally, a baby was born. The king has come and sits on his throne now and forevermore, and he shall reign, and he shall reign forever. So we get to trust and learn to lean into him. This is the joy of Christmas. So tomorrow, as you're unwrapping those presents, may you be reminded of his presence. God is good. He is faithful. Merry Christmas. God, we thank you for how you love us and are guarding us and guide us today. We thank you for the gift of your son who came in precious form. Oh God, speak to us even now. Be with us. Lead us. Guard us. We trust in you. In your name we pray.